and welcome to this week's episode of Inglorious Geeks. Unfortunately, we've been uh, away for a little while, and uh, My fault, we sorry. have returned back to you. So, uh, today is August 27th, and uh, I am your host, Jason Barton. I have with me my co-host in action, April Mitchell. And Chris Scott. And I am uh, happy to have everybody with us. Um, Yay! We will not be having Game of Thrones spoilers. We're going to wait till tomorrow, and then we're going to talk about everything. You mean next Sunday? Or next Sunday. Whatever. <laughs> you pick a day, I don't care. Um, I mean, we could probably talk about it a week from today. It would probably be better. Anyways, uh, so um, let's go ahead and open up with birthdays this week. Okay. Today we have Alexa, Alexa Pena Vega, so Alexa Vega, born 1988. She's in the Spy Kids movies, uh, Repo, The Genetic Opera, and The Devil's Carnival, and Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. It doesn't sound like our Alexa actually triggered on that. That's good. Uh, <laughs> August 28th. Amanda Tapping, born 1965 in England. She was mm. in Stargate yeah. SG-1, Stargate Continuum, Stargate The Ark of Truth, and mm -hmm. Stargate Atlantis mm -hmm. as Samantha Carter, and she's Naomi in Supernatural. She's one of my favorite characters. And then we also have Billy Boyd, born, born 1968 in Scotland. He, you know him mostly as, uh, in Lord of the Rings, all the three movies as Peregrine, <laughs> Peregrine Took, or Pippin. August 29th, we've got Dante Bosco, born 1975. He was in the movie Hook as Rufio. Rufio. Somebody mentioned him in one of the audiences today. Did you hear that? Uh-uh. I did not. Yeah, some random, random patron. They were shouting one of the knights, the ones that were beating the crap out of each other. We're referring to one of the Renaissance festivals we had in the local area here that we went to today. Oh, yes. And uh, some of the audience yelled, Rufio. Oh. That's great. And I thought that was funny. So then August 30th, we have Jessica Henwick, born 1992 in England. She was Nymeria Sand in Game of Thrones. Oh. Mm. August 31st, we've got Zach Ward, born 1970 in Canada. He was Scott Farkas in A Christmas Story. Um, he's First Sergeant Donnelly in Transformers and in the television series Titus, which I loved and I don't know mm -hmm. why we don't have it. He was David Scovell. Mm -hmm. Apparently, he's supposed to be at a con in Pennsylvania in December. Oh, cool. September 1st, we've got Scott Speedman, born 1975 in England. Um, he was in the Underworld movies as Michael. Mm -hmm. Burn Gorman, born 1974. He was Striver in The Dark Knight Rises, Holly in Crimson Peak, Carl Tanner in Game of Thrones, and um, Owen Harper in Torchwood. Yay, and then September 2nd, we have Keanu Reeves, born 1964. Um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure as well, obviously Bill. <laughs> Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey as again, well, Bill. Oh. Uh, Bram, um, actually, he's Ted. That's what I... Whatever. <laughs> um, you know what? <laughs> that's right. I'm like... Sue me. My mom's in the hospital. That's fine. No, I understand. That's that's cool. Yeah, no, that's okay. You should probably edit that out. No, no, we're good. Bram Stoker's Dracula is Jonathan Harker. Um, the Matrix movies as Neo. Constantine is John Constantine. And John Wick and John Wick Chapter 2. There's your birthdays. Yay, birthdays. Nice. Nice. Alright, so I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, well, I got three weeks of uh, video game news. Uh, especially about World of Warcraft. So we're going to have a bit of a patch 7.3 uh, to talk about. Because that's actually getting released this Tuesday. So... 
exciting things are coming for us. Um, at least a few extra things. So, um, Evil Fiend Mound looks cool. Um, like a demon with an axe on its head, uh, made for, uh, with Fire. So, um, the... Uh, kind of a cool mount. I don't know how it's going to be acquirable, but we'll find out soon, soon enough. Uh, new heirloom piece uh, with crit and haste on it. Um, with an interesting on-use to sacrifice 10% of your health to gain a 10-second 40% speed boost, which seems kind of interesting. I don't think I'm using too often, but hey, you know what? If you don't get hit, you're not going to take any damage, so it probably is worth that 10% damage. Anyways, do you have, uh, uh, there's the new du dungeon called Seat of the Tri Triumvirate? Triumvirate? I don't know. Try to figure, figure out how to pronounce it. I don't know. Uh, feels very purple and will have four new bosses. Um, I'm looking forward to this in Heroic and Mythic Plus. Uh, it'll be opening the third week, so three weeks from this Tuesday. Uh, new artifact relic upgrading. This is the thing that we've been talking about. Um, hold on to your relics if you haven't used them yet i don't think we're going to be able to reassign the current relics that we have but it might be part of it who knows uh but any new relics you get you will be able to assign the sub ability to specific parts of the tree so that's better so yeah hold on to your relics just in case uh at least for a few more days and then use them on tuesday uh, new looking Fell Reaver in preview uh, was roaming around just like in Outlands. I'm kind of curious about this. Um, Argus looks pretty cool. Uh, kind of reminiscent of Outlands in my mind, which I think is how it should be technically, because you know that's you know that's just the expansion that we start introducing to those kind of people. Anyways, uh, new Argus boss uh, world bosses with unique loot drops. So specifically to those world bosses. I think it's World of Warcraft trying to get us to start doing world bosses again, so you can only get these drops on the specific world bosses, which mm. makes total sense. So, you know, maybe they'll drop an important trinket that we'll never get, so we'll get really pissed about world bosses again. <laughs> but lots of class uh, change specs for the Death Knight, um, Frost spec, uh, Druid's Feral, Paladin, and sh uh, Paladin all around, uh, like to, um, and then the Shaman's Elemental will be happening with this patch. Uh, other classes will have, uh, in specs of those classes, will have changes for for those. So, um, small changes. So don't expect much of everywhere else. At least from what I was seeing in the notes. So, like, the Feral specifically was getting an overhaul. It looked like Death Knights were definitely getting a major change as well for their Frost. So, if you play those, uh, expect changes. Um, I've linked in the notes the reveal cinematic for Argus um, 7.3. Uh, it looks kind of exciting, actually, um, but, you know, it's just how all those, like, cinematics are from World of Blizzard. Um, there's also some new uh, magic combat uh, cast animations for precast, one-handed cast, and Blizzard and Arcade missiles for wizards, so that's cool. Uh, precast and one-handed cast are actually for other classes, too, though. I think they were using, showing off the one-handed cast for Warlock, so. Um, that's it for World of Warcraft. Yeah, so I'm excited by this new upcoming patch. It should provide us with at least some decent content. Um, the raid is not going to be released with this patch right away, so uh, we still got a whale whales to go for this raid. I imagine a couple months at least um, to pace everything, because we are not even close to finishing heroic um, patch 7.2.5. So, all right. Overwatch cinematic for me, uh, very cute. Um, to have uh, to deal with her like actual like what she was and where she came from in the game of Overwatch. If you haven't watched it, I recommend going and checking it out. 
Um, definitely cool. Uh, yeah, let me uh, change windows just a little I know, bit. I know there's um, a new map coming soon for Junkrat that's Junkrat themed. Yep, that was my next little note here. We got the new Junker Town coming up. So mm -hmm. uh, I also provided another cinematic. Um, there's two of them, actually. There was one that kind of gives us a look of the map. Um, and then if you want to kind of get a nice little uh, funny cinematic between with Roadhog and Junkrat, mm -hmm. totally worth checking out. It is hilarious. Um, and it introduces the map as well. So um, pretty cute. And then I also wanted to note that there's a little bit of a Cowboy Bebop throwback um, for the intro to this um, Roadhog and Junkrat. So maybe some people might catch that. Um, all right. Uh, also moving on. This is in PTR, and Mercy is getting some major overhaul done. So if you play Mercy, um, mm -hmm. expect changes, a lot of them, and it's going to be a little bit different play style for you now. The mm -hmm. ultimate ability is no longer going to be Resurrect, <laughs> which sounds yeah. horrible. WTF. But it's kind of cool because it's being moved to your secondary as a single target. So you can now, which I think is more useful because... I usually would have to hold my ultimate um, until, like, at least two or three people died. Now, as soon as somebody drops, you could just get them back up immediately. I feel that you're going to be using this a lot more now. And seriously, as a Mercy main player, um, honestly, usually when I'm... Okay, honestly, you know me as a player. I pretty much just play yeah. um, medium AI missions. Yeah, usually I'm wasting my group res on just one person, so maybe this might be a good thing. <sighs> Yeah, especially those people who are like, res me, res me, res me, res me. I'm like, but you're, you're not the only, you're the only one that, okay. no, sorry. Um, and then, like, you know, they get, they all blame you for not resing them. Anyways, Whatever. Uh, yeah, so it's getting replaced with a new ultimate called Valkyrie, um, which lasts 20 seconds and has the following changes when in effect. Uh, could, uh, oh my god, how do you pronounce that? Caduceus Staff. I'm sure I'm bashing, or I don't. No, I've never heard them actually talk about this. So I don't know the proper pronunciation. Uh, Mercy's healing um, staff um, will now have a healing boost um, and have multiple beams. So it will now heal multiple targets when this is in effect. Mm. So uh, that's going to be pretty freaking fantastic. It also increases the effective range of that healing staff then. So uh, this is, remember, these are only when she uses her 20-second cooldown ultimate Valkyrie. Um, right. The Caduceus <laughs> Blaster, um, which will be granted infinite ammo um, while simultaneously increasing the damage and fire rate of her blaster. So, pew, 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 Okay. And that's the thing. And that's the thing. I'm one of those Mercy players, of course, how I play. Seriously, I fucking will, I will switch. When everybody else is full, I switch to the blaster. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and she actually, her her weapon does significant amounts of damage. I mean, it's it's not like it's already weak, so... Yeah, I mean, I'm good. I'm getting to the point where I'm getting, like, 15, 20 streak... As long as I'm not getting killed, 15, 20 kill streaks in the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. And, uh, and you sometimes have to. Like, there's nobody around you that's going to be doing damage or getting healed. You, you got to switch to your single weapon and just start trying to ping people from across the map, so... Um, Guardian Angel, which is the ability where she kind of, like, flies to whoever she's tethered to, um, is actually, will have an increased range and movement speed when you're using Valkyr, so, cool. Um, you will also be able to instantaneously reset her cooldown for Resurrect. So you'll get two Resurrects. If you, like, Resurrect Valkyr, you can then immediately Resurrect again, 
um, another player, uh, which is cool. So, and then it reduces to 10 seconds after the initial cast. So you'll be able to, in theory, resurrect three people. So Yeah, that's kind of cool. Res, reset, res, re- I guess maybe four technically, wouldn't that be? So if you immediately re- like res and there's a 10 second cooldown, it kind of kills it. Yeah, yeah, so you could probably get four people up if you yeah. were just specifically targeting for that. I mean, the only downside is that resurrect is now reduced to five meter but, I mean, usually I'm right in the thick of things with my group anyhow. Yeah. So, I'm cool with all of this. Um, and the other cool ability that she's going to get, too, she's going to get what's called Hover. And it's going to be what would be truly free flight. So, she will be able to, not like Ferris fly, where you keep bouncing up and down. No, she can just fly wherever she wants to for those 20 <laughs> seconds. So, at a very increased movement speed. So, like, she's just going to zip, 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 zip. I, I imagine it'll be like Tinkerbell flying around the, the, the combat area. So, um, and then they also mentioned a regeneration, uh, no longer interrupted when Mercy takes damage. So uh, I don't know exactly what that is. It's a passive ability. I'm guessing that's her. Her, her natural passive regeneration, kind of like, uh, you know, similar to Reaper's new one oh, now, yeah, where yeah, he gains yeah, yeah. health back after a while. That's right. Yeah, I, I keep forgetting that she doesn't regenerate when she takes damage, so it takes a second. So, um, that's it for Mercy. So, uh, what are your thoughts on this whole Mercy change? Well, you know what, honestly, um... Are you happy? Are you You know upset? what, I'm all, you know, now that I've, honestly, I heard about the changes, and I heard a few people bitching about it, I'm just like, honestly, I hadn't looked at it. I'm actually okay with those changes. Yeah. So, bring, uh, actually, bring them on now. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, people weren't expecting it to come to Mercy, probably, because, I mean, Mercy's always been kind of the weird one in the first place, like, with her, a lot of her stuff, this... I don't know if this normalizes her or if this just changes the play style for her. So yeah. And the funny thing is, is I don't see hardly, I'm usually having to pick mercy in every group I go into because nobody plays her. I'm like, yeah. really? Well, and that's just it. She's one of the most, like if you've got like a tank, like Reinhardt or like diva, you're going to probably want to pick, have a, have a mercy in the party or uh, I guess, um, um, or, 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 or at least Lucio. Yeah. Well, Lucio is single, like, he's, like, group heals, but he does not keep up, like, Reinhardt or any of those people, unless you're, like, if you're taking sustained, continuous damage. True, yeah. I mean, usually, I start a mission, I'm, like, you know, upping, you know, I'm upping one person, usually the best, I think, attacker, usually it's it, it's usually a McCree or a, um... Reaper or Soldier 76. Well, if you want a healer that's going to stay alive, Mercy and, uh, uh, yeah, Mercy's probably one of the easier people to keep alive because she can just fly to her. As long as there's somebody who's alive on your team, she's going to be a, a pain that he has to get to. Mm-hmm. Or at least, unless you go through somebody else to get to it. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll give you an update after yeah. I've played with her after, um, it reaches the real servers. I'm not even going to hit it on PTR. Yeah, well, PTR is currently OP, so she's overpowered, and everybody's complaining about it right now on the public servers. So. Yeah. I'm sure the tone stuff down. They're just getting... They, I think they always make things over OP on there just to kind of get a feel for where people think that it's OP and not OP, so they can kind of normalize that and probably reduce everything. Yeah. How do you feel about... Did you get anything good during uh, Summer Games since we've got about 36 hours left at, <laughs> as of this recording? Yeah, no. Uh, I have not gotten any real good skins for the Summer Games. I went through and bought a lot of the older skins from last year, though. So nice. <laughs> I just was like, well, I can't get anything for this one. I mean, like, I got a couple of sprays. Mm-hmm. And I know I picked up... I got... Uh, ba- even though I don't use them, Bastion's um, holding the metal. Oh, okay. 
And I don't yeah, think I got anybody's actual summer one, but... I haven't had one know? of the major ones in the video yet, so I haven't yeah. gotten one of those. I mean, of course, I wanted the Mercy's Winged Angel, but I don't... I got 36 hours. I don't think I have enough time to pull that off. Yeah, and I don't have enough 3,000 credits to buy anything, like, specifically. Yeah, I'm not that crazy. I mean, and it just it feels like it's too expensive anyways, so... Right. Hey, it just, it's time to make the climb to 99. That's what it, that's the next goal. The, that's the yeah. new goal now. Yeah, I mean, like, I've already got enough skins and I'm happy. So, like, anything I get now is a perk. So, it's it great. True. Um, my one last Overwatch thing, and this was also mentioned in the video when they were talking about uh, Mercy, was D.Va um, will also have some changes to her defense matrix. Um, nothing beyond that, though, so that's kind of cool. They were complaining, people are complaining that D.Va's ability to use her defense matrix doesn't ind give you any kind of indication of when it's going to be down soon. So, whereas, like, with everybody else, like, Reinhardt's shield, you see it kind of taking damage, and then you know kind of where that's at in the, in the, th in the world, world of things. Diva, you never know when her ability's up or not. Like, right. when she's like got, you see Orissa's shield buckling. Yeah, exactly. So, you don't know when, like, Diva's going to run out of her special ability. And it does recharge, so, like, it's still going to be a pain in the butt. I'm curious how they'll handle that. So. True that. But they feel that it's OP because if you time her abilities just right, you can cancel out a lot of shit. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. like, a lot of specials. Like, Hanzo's special, you could cancel out um, Graviton from uh, What's Her Bucket? Um, Russian chick. Uh, oh, my God. oh uh, um, Zara. Zara, yeah, Zarya. So, yeah. Yeah, so anyways, that was the last bit of news I got for that. Um, All right. Moving on, uh, Microsoft is overhauling its Xbox Live reputation system, which sounds like it's going to be a good thing, um, especially if you're one of those people who like pushing the system. So because they're going to make it easier to not get banned, um, because it's um, so yeah, so it's going to allow players to still join the and play the game multiplayer because of the abuse temporarily suspends occur. Or if you abuse a system, like, you're not going to get blocked from using the system. And I think this is coming from Overwatch because they want people to still be able to play even though you might get banned for some of the stuff you're doing. Um, they're still going to actually have <laughs> bans in-game, which just sounds weird. They're going to have communication bans. So if you're kind of, like, sh saying a lot of shit, they're still going to ban you for that. So you can't get away with that. But if you're doing just, you know, random games, stuff in games like PKing your own team or something like that, I imagine it's less harmful. So I'm not sure exactly what this means, though. Like, if we're going to have the reputation system anymore, like, it's going to show you if you're a good or a bad player. But I'm, I'm curious how they'll handle that. But they haven't really announced much more than that, other than that they're overhauling that. They also mentioned that they're overhauling their avatar system, which is I'm what hopefully I'm more excited about. Um, in the next few months, uh, because hopefully this means that our 360 costumes that we had are going to get ported over to Xbox One. So, Woo. yeah, because I haven't seen that yet, really. Um, in other Microsoft news, Xbox One sales are outselling PS4 Pro sales on Amazon, though it is not very surprising by this because the Xbox One X is definitely uh, more powerful than the Xbox Pro. So, but also the Xbox, uh, or sorry, the Xbox Pro, the PS4 Pro has also been out for a lot longer too. So, yeah. but for those people who wanted the 4K TV, you're going to get better graphics out of an Xbox One X. So, which also is leading to them not producing the Xbox One anymore. So they're going to be making the S and the X now. Mm. So I saw that in news too, and I didn't put it in the notes here, but yeah. So, Close enough. Yeah. 
it's okay. I'm, I'm like, I, hey, you know what? More power to him. Great. Uh, in super exciting news for me, uh, anybody remember Secret of Mana for the Super NES? Yes. Oh, fuck yeah. So they're going to be remastering it in 3D. And they're bringing it back. So uh, hopefully they'll offer the two-player co-op, I'm hoping, because that was one of the fun parts about it. So you can have, like, another player play with you. Once you get to the certain point where you get the fairy, whatever her name was, uh, Sprite. Um, and, but it'll be released on the PS4, PS Vita, and Steam, which means it's going to be on PC. Um, February 15th, 2018. So we got a little ways to wait, like, so six months. But uh, I will definitely be buying this, um, especially if they have the co- um, co-op mode in there. And I'll probably be buying it for PS4 if they do have the co-op mode. If the co-op mode is not in there, I'll be buying it for PC. So There you go. Um, and everybody else that I know in this whole entire world is excited about this because it starts this week. Um, Destiny 2's beta. Oh, boy. Uh, the preload started August 25th um, and will be going on to the 28th, which is tomorrow. Um, and so if you've already pre-ordered the game, you'll have beta access, which means you'll have early access to the game, uh, which is exciting because this means that we're going to all be able to play the hell out of this beta. Except the exciting thing is, and not so exciting thing, and the horrible news is, is we have to wait till October 24th to actually play the game. Because mm. it's getting released on console, like, next month. <laughs> but we gotta yeah. wait, like, two more, like, six, no, seven weeks? Seven weeks from the console release for PC. Uh, yeah, but this is probably because it's a little harder for them to get stuff to work on PC, I'm thinking, um, because they've already built stuff on the console, so for them to release things, or maybe this might just be, like, some sort of marketing ploy to get people to buy it on console first, but, because, like, I already have friends, um, that are wanting to buy it for PS4, so I'm just like, oh, well, that's cool, I'm going to wait, because I don't want to spend two weeks playing, or two months playing on PS4, then to completely ignore it for the rest of my my lifetime to go play it on PC. Exactly. I'm, I'm still looking to play it on PC, too. Yeah, PC is where it's at for me, so. Yeah. yeah. So, yep. Um, they also reported, um, bugs, um, in the launcher, so if you are having issues with it launching from the icon in your desktop, don't do that, just go ahead and launch it from the actual battle.net launcher. So, um, because people were having issues launching it from your desktop. So if you're getting really frustrated, the game won't start, try it from the battle.net launcher. Um, so that's my own little PSA there. Um, that's it for my video game news. Uh, let's go throw this over to entertainment news chris what's new over there in that kind of world Woo! well i mean it's been an interesting couple of weeks but i'll just kind of hit up on some of the most um most prevalent stuff and whatnots that i see um i'll hit this week's box office just because it's kind of laughable uh number one this week the week uh the weekend of august the 25th hitman's bodyguard second week in a row it made $10 million. And that's number one. What? Hitman, the top story, at least on Box Office Mojo and Dang. some of the other sites. Hitman's Bodyguard repeats at number one during worst box office weekend in over 15 years. Oh, I, I heard somebody talking about that in the news, actually. Yeah, complete ball buster. Yeah. I mean, well, top 10... Go ahead, Jason. I was going to say, like, what titles are there that's useful? I mean, great. <laughs> like, that's been released in the last year. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, you got Hitman's Bodyguard. Okay, ones that have actually come out in the last few weeks. So, basically, anything that's been, that's week three or less. Nutjob 2, 
Birth of the Dragon, which I actually want to see that one. That's the one. That's the Bruce Lee retelling of his story. Annabelle Creation, Hitman's Bodyguard, Leap, All Saints, The Glass Castle. Mm, yeah. yeah, not much of jack shit. It sounds like it, none of these are really movie, movie worthy and probably wait for Blu-ray kind of release kind of. Exactly. Release. So it's been a pretty, you know, the whole month has actually been pretty miserable. So, you know what? I have not been, I have not been to a movie since Spider-Man Homecoming. So beginning of last month. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm kind of chomping at the bit for something, but yeah. a little less than a month from now, we get Kingsman the Golden Circle. Yeah, that'll be good. That's going to be good. Well, that, well, even better yet, um, Phantom Events is going to have a couple of good movies coming up soon. Uh, weekend of the 10th, they're doing Star Trek II's 35th anniversary, mm-hmm. you know, for two nights only. Um, E.T. the week after that, and the middle of October, Princess Bride 30th anniversary. Oh, that'll be cool. Uh, let's see. Oh, this motherfucker. Um, <laughs> next big piece of entertainment news. James Cameron has some really, really negative remarks about Wonder Woman. Uh, yeah. It's done well, so well, and, and a lot of people love the movie. And people mm-hmm. are, well, you're going to always have your critics, though. So. Yeah, but James... I Okay. I realize that I've only really seen, really care for one of his movies, and that was um, True Lies. But seriously, what he said is, he said this to the Guardian, London's The Guardian, quote, all of the self-congratulatory back-padding Hollywood's been doing over Wonder Woman has been so misguided. She's an over, she's an objectified icon, and it's just male Hollywood doing the same old thing. I'm sorry, fuck with the what? Uh, I don't think that's the case. I, there no. are a lot of feminist groups that are following and you know support this movie, so I don't see it. Maybe it's because he's Canadian. Uh, maybe <laughs> it's like okay, yeah, it's not successful. I'm sorry. It's done 800 million globally. All it has to do in the next week is make another 3 million, and it will be officially the 20th highest grossing domestic film, beating out Iron Man 3, the first Hunger Games, and Captain America Civil War. Those are right now in 20th, 21st, and 22nd. It is right now 23rd domestic. Maybe he's just upset that it couldn't beat Titanic. Well, here's the thing. It says, and then he goes on and says, Sarah Connor was not a beauty icon. She was strong. She was troubled. She was a terrible mother. And she earned the respect of the audience through pure grit. I'm sorry. I did uh, not feel that way about Sarah Connor. Oh, really? So Yeah. You know, uh, in the Terminator movies. Well, I mean, I'm like. She was kind of a strong female actor, sort of. I don't, not in the first one. If you remember, she was cowering around everywhere. Well, we would later. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like in the first and this, one, it was the, just like. And yes, the second one, she had to kind of be a little more badass. Yeah. But well, she became really badass then. So yeah, there's been major revolts on, inter- on the internet and whatnot. So, to each their own. I meant to say that it, maybe it just because it beat like Titanic and Avatar and all these kinds of things. It, it actually hasn't. It hasn't? Oh, well, that, then he's probably just got to stick up his butt. That's why. Yeah, he's just got to stick up his ass. Um, I'm going to pull something from, like, last week. Um, 
I saw this video going around, and I haven't looked at the whole thing. Apparently, Jim Jim Carrey not only is a you know besides being a stand up comic and an actor, apparently he does some really good artwork. Like I saw him doing like something on this big canvas, and he was like on like a scaffolding and had to actually kind of go over it, almost kind of like Mission Impossible style. Like he was go like the canvas was horizontal and he was horizontal on a horizontal scaffolding painting on this and it was something kind of interesting it's also it's also been a really slow you know news couple of news weeks i mean i could have thrown out the whole anna ferris and chris pratt are splitting up but um yeah uh two other bits of quick news and i mean they're kind of funny um did you guys see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two yet? I think mm-hmm. you did. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Movie worthy. I'm I'm still understanding. Why, I was trying to understand why is it looking like it's out of the 70s and 80s. I think I have a new reason why. Apparently there there is talks and um, they're in development is a Starsky and Hutch TV uh, reboot. What? The executive producer, one of the executive producers, is James Gunn. The director oh. and writer of Guardians of the Galaxy. Interesting. So, yeah, I'm kind of... I mean, will we see a Guardian... Will we see one of the Guardians actors pop up in a cameo role? Or as the, you know, like the big bad of the week? Who knows? That could that. be kind of funny. Oh, yeah. Um, Jason? Yeah. I know, as you are a fan of a lot of things on Comedy Central, mm-hmm. I just read this up. Apparently, in preparation for South Park's 20th year mm-hmm. rolling up to season 21 starting on <gasps> september 6th I'm if you've my ever missed one episode start watching on september 6th except for the daily show every day from the 6th until the airing of the 20 season 21 premiere on the 13th of september every episode in order Oh, snap. All 254 fucking episodes of South Park, our favorite four deranged kids in that, you know, back backwards mountain town, will be on Comedy Central. Time to set up my uh, recording DVR system. Oh, look, I already have it set up. It'll record every single one of them. Oh, my God. Yeah, you do. You already did have that set up. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're going to have to put in another, um, another storage device in there. Oh. But yeah, that's pretty much all my entertainment news. Hopefully for going into Labor Day week next week, I'll have something closer to, you know, like big movies coming out for um, the fall or, you know, more news on the TV season coming up. But that's what I got for this week. Nice. Nice. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and move over to uh, some D&D news, I hear, that's coming this week. Very exciting news uh, because I love things all the way for Chris Perkins. Okay, first of all, let's talk D&D at PAX West. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, unfortunately, unlike last year, it will not be showed at Fathom. I have a feeling it's because yeah. it's going to be on Twitch. But they're live, yeah, they're live streaming Yeah, Twitch. they're going to live stream it on Twitch. So there's going to be fewer people going <laughs> so to the So I think it's going to be, um, because we're, I think, three hours ahead of them. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. Um, cool. The next Acquisitions Inc. D&D Live game will take place Sunday evening, September 3rd at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time, which is 9.30, 9:30 our time. time. Fine with me. We can get on our big screen. Uh, oh, it's a Sunday. Yeah, we'll be recording early that day. Uh, um, yep. You have Mike Krahulik as Jim Dark Magic. 
Jerry Holkins as Mondran. Patrick Rothfuss is coming back as Viari, and they have special guest Holly Conrad as Strix, the tiefling sorcerer. Yay. So you nice. get to see pretty much the direct opposite of uh, my my sorcerer. <laughs> I love Jim Dark Magic. I love that guy. Yeah, he's, he's in hilarious. trouble. Jim Dark Magic is in trouble. When isn't the, he in trouble? There is a horrible death curse that has befallen oh, yeah. the legendary wizard, and the key to ending this curse is hidden deep in the jungles of Chult. Yep. Who'd have oh, thought? You'd think there was a new game coming out or something. Mm -hmm. Oh, is there? <laughs> uh-huh. Anyways, so the heroes of Acquisitions Incorporated join forces with a member of the Waffle Crew from the D&D Twitch show Dice Camera Action, Holly Conrad, one of my favorites, to face their most harrowing challenge yet. Will they survive the perils of the Forbidden City? And also right now, um, if you go to dnd.wizards.com and go to articles, news, and D&D PAX West, they are showing last year's. They have a video of last year's. Ooh. That was exciting when we all went last year. That was fun. Now, I think they're going to stream these live. That's the only reason I can think of as to why they listed them on the website. But there's two panels. The first one is uh, Friday, September 1st, 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific Time. Um, it's uh, streaming your D&D game from basement to broadcast. Yay! Nice. And it's got uh, panelists Chris Perkins, Satine Phoenix, uh, Rudy Rutenberg, Chris Lindsay, and Bill Benham. I might have to watch that yeah, one. Yeah, we're going to have to add that to our list of things to watch. Which they show it even after it's live. It's still available to watch, yeah. so that's good. And then also, um, Friday, September 1st, from 5 to 6 p.m. Pacific Time, wow. um, you've got Ask the Waffle Crew Anything. That's cool. And that one's Chris mm. Perkins, Anna Prosser Robinson, who's Evelyn, and she's also in Miss Clicks. They do uh, AD&D. <laughs> um, you got Holly, a.k.a. Commander Holly Conrad, who's Strix. And then you got Jared Knabenbauer, who's Death. I noticed they don't have Nathan there. He never goes to anything. It's yeah. weird. He participates in the game, but he never shows up for the P, you know, PR stuff. Yeah. Well, he probably doesn't have as much that he does on his own. So. Well, he does a lot of the songs for animes and stuff. Yeah. So he's probably pretty busy. Yeah. Um. So that is yeah, that's just a uh, Pax West. So we might have to do a little thing about Pax West altogether. Oh yeah, definitely. So then, after Pax West. You have, as of sep uh, September, I keep thinking eight is September, it's <laughs> August. August 5th, as of August 15th, D&D Beyond is officially released and Yay! is now fully available. We can all go look up what the frick that spell was that we were going to want to cast. Let's hope they've updated that and fixed it, because last time I checked, they didn't have all their spells in there. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure if they've released it, they've got to have everything, at least in the core. And... Poor Sean has to look up old spells to see if they're available in 5th edition for me. For the mm. world's largest dungeon over to, uh, yeah, three or 5th edition, so I think they've changed a little just so since then. Ever since they did the stream of Annihilation, uh, so they, uh, they you know, announced a bunch of different D&D &D adventuring groups known for streaming, li streaming live play videos on Twitch. Um, now, not to be outdone, the community of podcast creators who play D&D in audio without streaming um, came together to form what's called Podcasts of Annihilation. Um, <laughs> many, of the most, 
Many of the most popular D&D live play podcasts out there are all playing through different parts of the Tomb of Annihilation adventure to celebrate the wide release. Each day during the week of September 18th, Dungeons & Dragons will release brand new episodes of these awesome podcasts on the Dungeon Delve RSS feed. Woo! Nice. I need to open that. Um, each of these groups is recording these sessions now and getting them ready. So... There's the Mark Your Calendars. The podcast of Annihilation will be coming to Dungeon Delve starting with two episodes releasing on September 18th and following with two new episodes each day that week. Um, you can also find Dungeon Delve on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. Um, as of right now, the schedule is Monday, September 18th is Nerd Poker and Talking Initiative. Uh, Tuesday the 19th is Encounter Roleplay and Dungeon Rats. Uh, Wednesday the 20th is Sneak Attack and Drunken Dragons. Thursday the 21st is Venture Maidens and Dungeon Drunks. And then Friday the 22nd is D&D for Nerds and you meet in a tavern. If you go to dnd.com or D, sorry, dnd.wizards.com slash POA, it gives you a little intro as to what each group is, is about more in depth. Interesting. Dungeon Okay, so that's pretty much what I have on D&D, except for, you know, uh, Dragon Plus issue 14 is still out. You can still get your free Elf Hunt PDF adventure. And Yay. then they, I have a bunch of maps that are free for this month that are all from Storm King's Thunder. So oh, cool. if you want nice, good quality maps, they're there in a Dragon Plus magazine. You can do it mobile on iOS, mobile Android, or on the web. You can look at it for free. Yay! So that yeah. is my D&D news. Alright, so uh, I guess we'll go over to some tech talk here. So, when you think yellow cereal box, what do you think? Cheerios. April? Um, what was that? Honeycomb or whatever it was? Okay, good. Alright, so General Mills is trying to trademark the color yellow for Cheerios boxes because it believed that consumers associated that color... Um, with their product. However, the trademark trial and appeal board has decided that since other competitors, apparently like Honeycomb, have also used yellow boxes, that they've rejected this request. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I didn't know you can actually trademark uh, colors, but apparently UPS has brown. So, like, you, nobody else who delivers packages can have brown trucks, uh, specifically brown, because of that. So, I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, uh, so, yeah, colors, trademarks. Moving on, Amazon looks to complete the $13.7 billion Whole Foods deal this coming Monday. That would be tomorrow. <laughs> Which may lead those who have Amazon Prime, you and me, uh, Chris, you got Prime? Sure do. Awesome. From uh, We'll be possibly getting discounts when we go shop at Whole Foods, which is already overpriced. Uh, whole paycheck. Yeah, whole paycheck. Not um, for long. Yeah, exactly. Things will come down, I'm sure, in price as they try to associate this stuff. Uh, there will also be talks of the stores getting free food delivery, so you can order stuff on Amazon and just pick it up at um, Whole Foods, uh, as well as the ability to send back items from Amazon that you get that you don't want back to Amazon. What? So, yeah, at certain locations. So you don't have to go to, like, UPS and all that. Because they probably have a cheaper way of shipping it themselves out. Because they can just package everything up themselves and ship it out. So it's probably cheaper for them to return goods through their stores. Sounds like an actual pretty good idea. Um, it's like returning stuff to Walmart. So, 
<clears throat> yeah. Um, speaking of Walmart, um, you may be able to order items from Walmart via the Google Assistant platform now. <laughs> uh, using Google Home. Uh, as Walmart tries to step up their game to compete against place, uh, Amazon's Alexa ordering, um, I didn't use Alexa really to order stuff. Like, I've never really... The only thing that I've ever really done was, like, if you ordered certain things through Alexa, you got discounts on. So I mm-hmm. kind of did that. But those are kind of, like, gimmicky. Because, like, how, am I, how many times am I going to ask Alexa, like, order me paper towel? And I better not say it very loud because I don't want Alexa to order me paper towel. So... <laughs> exactly so yeah i mean like how many times are you gonna ask your assistant i mean that's what they're kind of thinking though in the future but like i'm never guaranteed the lowest price and sometimes i see these prices and that was one of the reports that they did was when they run out of a certain item and you try to order it it's going to go to the third party sale sellers and those 30 third party sellers might be selling it for like three hundred dollars and it's just a thing of toilet paper you know it's just ridiculous so there needs to be some sort of price control um, in that for it to even work, I think, I feel. So, like, like what is, like, just way over the top too expensive? Because that's why I think some people list this kind of stuff on Amazon, is in case you try to order it through the service, it might just go ahead and order it for you, and you don't realize it, because you're just like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever, go ahead and order it. Um, and then you go look at your bill, like, three months back and wonder why you spent $3,000, and it's like, oh, it was on toilet paper. It's like, what? Anyways, um, moving on. Yes, thank you. Uh, Bill Gates and Richard Branson are backing a startup that can clean meat. Uh, sorry, that can grow clean meat from self-producing animal cells. Um, I kind of heard about like something like this that um, KFC was doing, and then they backtracked on it. Um, this will lead to animals no longer being slaughtered for their for their meat, while also keeping things organic. So uh, yeah, science, uh, growing meat in labs. Who is willing to eat grown meat in labs? But I don't think a lot of other people are going to be on the board with that. So, but you know the thing is, is like I feel that if you can grow meat in labs, why not? Because it's gonna like you don't have to worry about hurting and injuring animals doing this. You're like this will reduce the need for slaughterhouses, if not completely remove them. So, who here is gonna back gr- lab-grown meat? April? No, no, you don't wanna back grab my but but animals, Peta? <laughs> okay. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but as long as they're well treated, I don't care if they're. You mean as long as they're slaughtered with like is, is... dignity? Okay. Not like in the. Just don't talk to any PETA people because I'll just tell you that that just never happens. Well, I'm saying as long as they're not in harsh conditions, like I've seen videos of, we're good. There are some places that treat their livestock well. Oh yeah, not yet. True. true. Um, and that's a lot of the organic places that charge. That stuff. So, uh, Jamie um, Condleaf um, reports via MIT Technology Review that Seagrid, a provider of material handling equipment, um, takes the kinds of forklifts that move 8,000 pound loads around the warehouses and optimize, or sorry, makes them autonomous. Uh, and they're just using five cameras on these things uh, and using image recognition software to control the forklift around the facility. Um, it can just use the cameras due to the consistent lighting found in warehouses. Uh, please note that you should not wear clothing that would match the floor or the walls for fear of being run over by these machines and impaled. So <laughs> <laughs> that was not part of the article, but I'm just thinking like, you know, if it's just using image, like, you know, recognition, 
if you paint your warehouse like a, the same color and some guy walks in with a, that color shirt and like the pants that match and those cameras can't tell like the elevation like angles and all that you might be in trouble it may just run you over so uh I, I imagine like if you paint the warehouse like brown like it's just like nobody wears brown shirts around here or something i don't know i don't know like i just don't know how you can just do five cameras without actually distance like some sort of like um set like distance censoring something that tells you how far things are away but hey you know what more power to these people for just using cameras to make this happen so technology's cool so expect people to get impaled by forklifts anyways that's what i'm saying uh that's all i got uh we're gonna skip our game of thrones so we're not really gonna talk about game of thrones does anybody have anything else they'd like to talk about no i'm actually good for the week so uh sorry again everybody who's been listening to us and we were kind of out for a couple weeks there uh due to some family problems uh which have hey, got life happens yeah life happens and they're doing better so that is good for everyone so yes april hoping your mom is doing really good now she is so, that's good yeah yeah so uh, i guess we're gonna go ahead and end, uh, end the podcast now so uh okay yeah uh, sorry that's me yeah <laughs> It's all good. Find us on iTunes and Stitcher, or go to our website, www.inglouriousgeeks.com. On Facebook, I am Inglorious Geeks. On Twitter, I am Inglorious underscore Geek. Instagram, Inglorious Geeks 3. Twitch, I'm Inglorious Geek. Snapchat, Inglorious Geek. And Roll20, Inglorious Geek. So look for Inglorious Geek, you'll find us. We are the Inglorious Geeks. So on that note, we are the Inglorious Geeks, so sit down. Shut up. And roll initiative. All right, everybody, and I hope you had a good last couple of weeks. I uh, hope you're all expecting greatness from this beta and play the heck out of it this coming week for Destiny 2. I know I will be, so, uh, yeah. Woo! Right. Bye, everybody. Bye.